reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
keep clapping your hands. Celebrate what God is about to do tonight. Keep clapping your hands. Hallelujah. You belong somewhere. You are not there yet. I see some girls who just entered at the back there. You should come to the front. There are some seats here. Come. Those girls. Shall we bow our heads and say a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for the wonderful blessing you have for us today. Thank you for what you are about to do tonight. Our lives will never be the same again. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, God will take you where you belong. There is a place where you belong and you are not there yet. Circumstances have kept you far from the original plan and purpose of God for you. Curses have raised walls between you and your reality. But there's always a day walls come down. I said there's always a day walls come down. There's always a day a hand comes and lifts you up to where you belong. As you live your life, don't make the assumption that you are where you are supposed to be. Don't let the forecast in your house deceive you. Don't let your 17 bungalows deceive you. It is more likely you are not where God wants you to be than that you are where God wants you to be. When the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, we want to talk to our Heavenly Father. Help us to communicate with Him. He said, when you are praying, if you want to communicate with the Heavenly Father, First of all, address him respectfully and say, our father, the one in heaven, not the one in Bekwai. Our father, you are the one in heaven, which means God, you are above everything. Above my situation, above my pain, above my problems, above my situation. Hallowed be your name. May your name be lifted up. Let your name be proclaimed as the greatest name. Because we know of great names. We know Michael Jackson. We know ex-president Mahama. We know President Donald Trump. 
We also know Bill Gates. But your name be lifted high above all these names. Yes. But we are on earth. And we need you. So let your kingdom come amongst us. So that it will not be as if we are always in the midst of curses and problems and difficulties and challenges. Let your kingdom come because we need something to neutralize the curses that we are, we are, we are, we are suffering from. This evening, the kingdom has come already. And he went on and said, Thy will be done. That's the point I was making. Thy will. It is part of the prayer. Your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. So it means that there is a will. A plan. For me. I don't believe this is the church I should be pastoring. I don't believe it. This is like a fellowship meeting compared to the real church. I don't believe it. So you have, you, you have a plan. You have a mind. You have a will. You have a purpose for me on earth. But it is not happening. So Lord, let what you have planned in heaven for me be realized on earth. Jesus said, when you are praying, say that, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whatever is causing that mismatch, that curse, that is hovering around your destiny, which has devastated your family members, worried your father, blown apart your mother, and is now trying to ravage your destiny, that curse tonight is meeting a super contender called the power of God. Yes. That's why I said, lift me up. Where I belong. It's not about lift me up, but it's where I belong. Yes. Where, where my church, Lord, lift me up where, I mean, I, I got born again 32 years ago. I became a pastor 22 years ago. I cannot have a church like this to show for 22 years of working with God as a pastor. No. Where I belong is not here. It's not here. And any devil, any curse, any difficulty waging a war against my destiny comes down tonight. I know you are married. I can see your ring. But your marriage is not where it must be. Tonight, wherever your life must be located. Tonight, there's going to be a relocation of destinies. I said a relocation of destinies. Whatever must be, that is not, shall be by reason of the oil, by reason of the anointing. Thy will be done. 
on this earth. Yes. I know eventually these people will die and come to you in heaven. But while they are on earth, let heaven come down to earth. You are beginning a heaven on earth life. No matter the house you stay in, no matter your bank account, no matter the sickness in your body, I now inaugurate your heaven on earth experience. There are many people who would see heaven. You know, if you go to America, you go to Germany. I mean, I was in Germany some years ago in a hotel, not, not, not a hotel, like a bed and breakfast. I, I like those settings. They are more real than five-star hotels and all these rooms, room one, room two, room three. You know, there's a nice house with four rooms, you know, house. You know, when I was, this is many years ago, about 28, 25, 25 minimum. You know, when I entered the house, and I was sat out at the balcony and looked around. I realized that I had seen nothing like where I was sitting. Because if I lift my eyes, I see mountains with snow on them. But as I have lived in Ghana here, I have experienced Germany in Ghana. Oh, yes. <laughs> what somebody has to travel to Vienna to experience, some people experience it in their house. So, you don't need to go to America to experience America. You can be in Ghana. You are the one eating Gary and beans. People are in Ghana living on American diets. Because you don't need to go to London to live London in, in Ghana. In the same way, there is a life in heaven. And before you arrive there, here on earth, you can live heaven on earth. Heaven on earth in your marriage. Heaven on earth in your business. When we enter your house, we know that this cannot be Ghana. Thy will be done. Tonight, there is going to be a merciful reallocation of destinies. Whatever you have fallen short of, and all have sinned. Yes. That is one of the major scriptures to explain curses. Yes. Major hallmark curses explaining scriptures for all have sinned not all have fornicated not all have smoked Indian hemp not for all have stolen for all have sinned that word sin is anything that impacts negatively on your destiny including a curse for all are under a curse 
and therefore the beauty of their life is below par below standard but tonight wherever you falling short there is a hand lifting you i said there is a hand lifting you they said you will never marry they never factored in tonight they said you will never do well i've seen people who were written off but a hand can you clap your hand for that hand that is breaking the curse breaking the chain it's a hand it's a hand keep clapping your hands You are escaping every case. You may be seated. Revelations 22 and verse 3. And there shall be future. There shall be no more case but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. That is heaven. That is heaven. I've already informed you that this is the second and final night of our Easter campaign but the book in my hand is going to be the cause or the reason for many sporadic encounters this year. Yes. yes. So be on the lookout for your next neutralizing the case convention. Yes. The name of the convention is neutralizing the case. In heaven there shall be no more case. But on earth our glory, our beauty, our greatness is devastated by curses. Yes. In case you want to know what a curse does to your life, I will revise. A curse makes you suffer evil because somebody appealed to a supernatural force. Somebody takes you to a shrine and that marks the beginning of a deterioration of your destiny. That's why you must not do anything that will legitimize spells. They can speak. Oh, yes. But you have to be very careful. Tonight, I think I'll just read a few of the things that bring curses to you. Or just for immunization before we move on. Just a few. Not, it's, it's a lot of things in this book. And we can't be here for long. You shouldn't do those things. Yeah. You can't go and sleep with somebody's wife. 
And then, you say, when the husband kisses you, it won't happen because you are a lighthouse member. <laughs> but you, you were a lighthouse member before you went into the bed. Lighthouse members don't do what you just did. So be very careful. What else does a curse do? A curse is somebody's wish that a tragedy will befall you or attach itself to you. An express wish. Even God himself expresses such a wish. He expresses such a wish. God does not only wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. He, will, he also wishes that you fall flat on your face. Careful. Anytime I take this book to teach from it, you can be assured that I will start from here. Oh yes, no matter how many tens of thousands of times. Because some of us sitting here are cursed. But you just came up from a new, brand new Mercedes Benz. Nigeria we say Mercedes Benz. A curse, when you are cursed, you are sentenced to permanent demotion and inferiority. Read your Bible. You can't come out of it. You struggle, you force, it doesn't change. Always down. Permanent. Girls with pimples on their faces are married. Women with one red eye, one white eye having weddings. You still can't find the beloved. You have bleached your face. Nobody is coming. You are permed one side and curled one side. Nobody is coming. The latest is that they crop one side and attach one side. Attachment. There's a reason. I asked the sister today, I said, have you put on makeup? She said, no. I used my, did I use my handkerchief on my face? I checked, there was no makeup. I said, you are very beautiful. But still! Meanwhile, let her sister, if you want to make Gary from cassava, we can use the cassava, treat the face, and get Gary. The face is like a grater. Do you know greater? I'm preaching. Whatever is responsible for your permanent downness is changing. You have MBA, you can't find a job. Down permanently. It's a case. Please put your iPad aside and let's clap our hands for our daddy, Bishop Daddy. This book, this book. Anyway, I'm going to launch it here. Make sure you have it with your Bible. In the morning, you read your Bible, finish one chapter, 
and then just take a page or half a page and read and step out. You will shine. Anybody who has not noticed you will notice you. You will not need to bleach your face to look bright. It gets worse when it's a man who has bleached his face. And his knuckles are black. The whole person looks like a bamboo stick. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm telling you, where you are sitting tonight, it's not an ordinary place. Yeah. Anything devastating your destiny comes down. It comes down. It comes down. Clap your hands and pray that you are free. You are free. You can sit down and pray. Set me free, Lord. This cannot be my life. I reject this as my destiny. It cannot be. And let me just, something just flashed to my mind. You know, sometimes these thoughts which flash to your mind, you, you have to be careful. If you do genetics, which is what determines our lives, how we behave. And what happens to us? Genetics. In the physical, it's genetics. That's why you cannot say that you don't respect your father because what you are came from him. Some genes passed to you. But one of the things I want to tell you about is that when you study genetics, you will notice that sometimes a particular trait jumps a generation and by some combinations will appear. I know I was in school with a guy. He was my junior. And the mother was lucky that she had twins. The disgrace that would have come upon her. Because this guy was black like me. Yeah, charcoal black. Yeah, because his mother is black, Ghanaian. From Central Region. And the father is black, Ghanaian. But the woman gave birth to twins. And when you see the twins, you know that they are twins. A boy who is the black one in my school. And then his sister, who is fair. Sorry, I said fair. She's a white woman. You can ask your brother. He will tell you. I mean, the girl is white. When you see her. So if this girl had come alone... But thank God that he came with a black boy. And when they trace and trace, they realize that the woman had white ancestors, Danish ancestors who came, or British, who came to Cape Coast, Elimina, to fornicate. Years ago, I'm preaching. 
So I'm saying something that the fact that you are okay that, see, and curses are like that. Curses can skip generations. Because see, you need a set of conditions for stupidity to prevail. A curse makes you stupid. And other things, offenses, money, a lot of money. You see, there's a toxic combination of a lot of money, a lot of education, and offenses. That, that combination is worse than atomic bomb. So I'm just telling somebody here, when I'm having such a meeting and you sit at home because you just came from uh, uh, London, it means you don't understand that your children, your children in the house may not escape. What, 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 is, what is the picture? See, a curse. One of the things you read about a curse is that it produces a picture. Like a drunkard. Whether it is an, in America, in Haiti, in Ghana, wherever, a drunkard has a typical appearance. Yes. People who drink, there are I don't know if I can find a doctor. Yes, doctor, do you, are there some what we call alcoholic fascists? What are some of the appearances? Just one or two, one. I can remember a Miller flash. Miller flash. Can you please explain what a Miller flash is? It's not very evident in black people because what it does to a person who is fair is that this area becomes reddish. Around your cheeks? Yes, around the cheeks. Becomes reddish. It is called an alcoholic fashion. So we call alcoholic fashion. So in, in Germany, or Gomua, a drunkard will produce that Miller flash. <laughs> what else do you see in alcoholics? Yes, there's a doctor here. Yes, doc. Tell us just one thing. Some a chronic alcoholic. What are the typical presentations? I'm talking about a curse producing what we call a picture. Doc. They usually have red lips. Red the, the lips is like constant lipstick. <laughs> Why do they have red lips? I'm sure it's because they are pale. They've lost a lot of their blood because they are constantly taking alcohol and it is, they are overworking their liver because the liver has to break down the alcohol. Clap your hands. So, London, Germany, Australia is a picture. One day I was in my room. I passed in front of the television and I saw something. I said, this is Takradi. On CNN. I said, this is Takradi. But I was wrong. It was Haiti. But the picture is unmistakable. 
you are escaping any 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 appearance any picture yes anything that when we see so this person is cursed you are escaping it doctor please help me they have thin hair thin hair the hair like your hair is thick their hair is thin no that one is likely to be from you know um permian and uh, no they use creams like ub40 and these type of creams so whether it's ub40 or uh, whatever you see that it lightens the hair or oh, what is it is it not ub40 what is it no it's not ub40 what is it it's evidence of malnutrition oh the hair which looks like perm hair yes so so it's basically like crush your cock but it's an adult oh do you know malnutrition because the liver the liver has been destroyed by the alcohol so protein metabolism which eventually keratinizes your hair <laughs> The hair is sick and weak. It's a picture. When somebody is cursed, you don't need a discussion. Permanently down. Continually sorrowful. Sweating, struggling. Never established in one place. When somebody is cursed, one of the things you see about cursed people is that they cannot remain in one church. They cannot remain in one church. It is a sign that there is a curse on this person. And curses are what we call in medical terms, syndromic. They come as a constellation of problems. Many of which are hidden, but one outward sign is someone who cannot remain in a place forever. Moving from church to church. Business, to, I'm not talking about the salary. Bi- Job after job. Changing. Changing beloveds. Yes. They marry. They break the marriage. Marry and break. Marry and break. That is the reason why somebody came to Christ and said there was a certain woman who had seven husbands. It's a curse. You are experiencing establishment in the name of Jesus. Everything I pronounce is happening practically in your life. I can't hear your triumphant amen. I can't hear your victorious amen. You are never going to be moving from place to place again. be cursed 
is to be a servant of servants. He said, and cursed be Canaan. A servant of servants. Shall he be? Not a servant. But a servant, servant. Even servants, once in a while you find servants who build houses, build a house, obviously with the help of his master. But a servant himself cannot do much. Imagine this, the, that servant in the boy's quarters has a servant. They never, they never rise. They are at the bottom of every good thing and at the top of every evil thing. At the, if it is good, they are at the bottom. If it is bad, they are at the top. To be cursed means to be surrounded. Bedeviled. Continually harassed. I'm reading it clearly for you to understand that life is not just made up of trees and cars. But these things are also a part of life. No matter where you go, you are surrounded. Deuteronomy 28, 19. It said, Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. So it doesn't matter whether you are going or you are coming, the curse is on you. Psalm 118 verse 12 It said they compass me about like trees Surrounded You are coming out I didn't hear your amen I said you are coming out Now Let's just look at A few of the things A few things that um, Lead to curses I remember yesterday, as an introductory remark, I mentioned um, the, the problem of idolatry. And allow me, it's the first. Yeah. Curses on families, in families. One of them is idols. And you cannot stop your uncle who is worshipping idols. Most houses have these things. Yes. You may have you may not have it in your house. That is where you are staying. But somebody has it on your behalf. That is why the mother of that lady pastor said, This thing has been going around. When we check the schedule, do you know schedule? When we check the schedule, it is your turn. Your turn. See, I just came from Lagos. So sometimes my, my grandma. God forbid. We have checked and determined that it is your turn. So we have brought it. She said, never. You will never be a recipient and a hostess or a host of an idol. Yeah. 
in the name of Jesus. May bold Deuteronomy 27 15. Cursed is the man who makes an idol. There is a curse. God has already, it is God's expressed wish that an evil should befall you. So you go into the family, some strange patterns. All the girls are like that, the men are like that. All those who marry, their marriage is all oh, these are patterns. And when you go into it, you realize that there is some idolatry somewhere. The next, I'm reading, the next cause of a curse on you that makes you roam, that makes nothing you do work. The next cause is dishonoring fathers and mothers. It brings a curse on you. Dishonoring fathers and mothers. Never fall to that temptation. I will allow you to fall to the temptation of being a sexy dancer. You can fall. You are allowed to be a sexy dancer. But never fall to the temptation of exchanging words with your mother and damning her and walking away because your buttocks is big and she is slim. Stupid girl. You will see something. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 20. 2020 vision. Look at it. Whosoever curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. <laughs> yes, this is the Bible. I've written poems. This is not one of them. This is the Bible. Mocking your father. Mocking your mother because you are, you are more educated than your mother. Mocking. Cursing. His lamp. You may not know, but everybody has a lamp. You see, what you don't know, see, Bishop is the one who said it some, recently. It just hit me like a dart. He said, even, he was talking about singing. And he said, most people who are known are not very great singers. He even gave an example of two or three of his singers. And he said that this one, Emilia, sings far better than Jacqueline and Faustina. But we know Faustina. We clap for Faustina. But the real, they said the person with a good voice is who? Emilia. You may have a good voice, but who knows you? And somebody who doesn't have a good voice, people
people are listening to his songs in Germany. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One Hallelujah. My Lord, deliver Daniel. My Lord, deliver Daniel. My Lord, deliver Daniel. Why won't you deliver me? They are listening. <laughs> they are listening to him in London. And you have got soprano voice. Nobody knows you. Because it's not your voice. Oh. Everybody has a lamp. No matter who you are, it's a lamp. It's a lamp. Either it is on or it is off. You have damned your father in the house. When your father sees you, he remembers his wife who disrespects you because you have gone to join your mother against your father. He's watching you. My Lord, deliver Daniel. My Lord, deliver Daniel. Why won't you deliver me? He will favor me. He will favor me. Emmanuel, my God. He will favor me. He will favor me. He will favor me. He will favor you. Yes, way. Our Lord Jehovah. He will favor you. Mark chapter 7, verse 10. I'm talking about the that comes upon you which makes your lamp we know you are gifted we see your grace we see your abilities we know you are anointed but why is your life small why it is not that you were moved from your branch from Lankwantanen and you are now at Nyamikrum that's why you have been moved from branches Every branch I have pastored has been a big church. Standard. Standard. It's not, it's not where you are. It's the evil in your heart. For Moses said, Honor thy father and that Jesus was said, Moses, even Moses has said it already. I'm not the one bringing a new revelation. Honor your father and your mother. And whosoever cursed father or mother, let him die the death. You see, the death means it's a particular type of affliction called death. You see, years ago, about 100, 150 years ago, there was a disease which almost consumed the whole of Europe. The plague. The name was the consumption. They didn't call it uh, whatever, uh, uh, 
uh, Yersinia pestis affliction. Because the organism was a Yersinia pestis, from which you have the pestilence. But they gave it a nickname. It's called the consumption. It consumes. The death. That is, there is a particular picture, a particular type of dying. We see that you have got life, but in, in, inside you there's no life. Somebody is waiting to earn one quarter of the money you are earning to be happy. You earn it, but you are still not feeling well. Whoso cursed mother, let him die the death. Let him die a particular type of dying. Not just he just died. He is alive, but he is dead. <laughs> yes. The next thing that brings a curse on you, what's the first thing? Idolatry. Number two is what? Dishonoring fathers and mothers. Number three, those who cheat and deceive. Yes. You deceive a girl. You eat her food for three years. With the mind that you marry her when you come out of school. When you, when you finish school, even as you are eating the food, your mind, your, your, your mind is on Mamiya. After school, one, two, one, two. Wedding. Desmond wets Mamiya. And Mafia at home has been deceived. Malachi chapter 1, verse 14. It's a teaching service, please. But cursed, cursed, cursed is cursed. It's past. A curse in the past. Cursed be the deceiver which had in his flock a meal and vowed and sacrificed unto the Lord a corrupting. That's what Ananias and Sapphira did. Cursed is the deceiver or the one who cheats. You have entered university with six A's, a B, and a C. But you know that you bought all the six A's. Each one was 1,500 Ghana. You are a deceiver. Which is also why even if you are a lady and you are using makeup, it should be, it should be light. I'm preaching you. I don't know why. Or I should stop and go home. It should be like, you know, it's here to deceive. Cursed is the deceiver. Because you are presenting to us a uniformly colored face. When in reality, you are a zebra. You have gone to visit a girl. You sit down and you put your hands on the arms of the armchair. 
and you put a bunch of keys down as if you brought a car yes when you are talking you just stand up a little and you just shake the keys you are not saying you are not saying anything old, but the way you are shaking the keys is that the girl has a feeling that there's a bmw parked outside meanwhile you have come with uber uber deceiver that is why some some time ago we those days when we were proposing we go to see the lady you want to propose you you go and buy a ring yes i mean based on your mood you buy the ring and then you you come to her said alice Will you marry me? <laughs> you to look at my face. I'm proposing to you. I'm looking somewhere. Then I've got my ring. Alice, will you marry me? Alice, this is how we used to propose. But right now, we don't use rings. If you are proposing, you get sachet water. Sachet water. So, Alice, if you want to marry me, then wash your face first. marry me wash your face I want to know who you are because you may easily be a deceiver sit down don't do things that give impressions if you don't have ties don't go and put cushions in your underwear very important if you don't have a car take a taxi or take dropping don't borrow somebody's car to go when you go can I see mommy when mommy comes say mommy please will let me park the car well vroom 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 meanwhile even the petrol in the car you have not finished paying for it Don't give impressions. If your church has 48 members, say 48. Yeah. I, I, I can't go and stand anywhere and say, oh, last Sunday we had about 3,000 members. It was not 3,000. It was 2,000 something, something, something. That is it. Cursed is the deceiver. Joshua 9, 22. 
And Joshua called for them. And he spake unto them saying, Wherefore have ye beguiled us? That's where it is. Why have you deceived us? Saying we are very far. We came from Esamankese. Meanwhile, you are just from Oyibi here. Impressions. Why have you deceived us? 23. Now therefore, you are cursed. Don't tell the sister your mother lives in London. When it is really your auntie who is in London, but your mother is in Bekwai. Why have you beguiled us? Why have you given us an impression that is not? Look, look. My examples may appear funny and, you know, hilarious. But they are responsible for your condition. The people you deceive. You say you're a businessman. Your capital is 100,000. Meanwhile, you, you even owe money. The next, you can clap if you want to clap. I mean, we are in church. Very careful. Tell your neighbor, please be careful. That thing is getting hot. I mean, this convention, I mean, our first neutralizing the case convention should have been five days. Minimum five days. I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I generally don't know what I'm doing here. Minimum Monday to Friday. And the next one will be Monday to Friday. Oh, yes. I'll have time to pray for you. Destroy the curses. The next curse is the curse on thieves. Zechariah chapter 5 and verse 3. Then said he unto me, This is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off. As on this side, according to it. Sweetie, can I have another translation? I want to show them something. This scroll contains the curse that is going out over the entire land. One side of the scroll, the scroll is like you know, the, the, like the Bible, but it was long sheet of paper. They roll it, scroll, rolled scroll. And it said, one side of the scroll says that those who steal, now watch it, will be banished from the land. And the other side says that those who swear falsely will be banished from the land. Now, so you don't see the word curse. You don't see the word curse. It doesn't appear there. What appears there is that when you steal or when you swear falsely, you say the one who swears falsely will be cursed. But it says the one who swears falsely will be banished from the land. That is you are in a certain place and you are removed from there. Yes. Banished. That is like removed. You are excommunicated either by a pull force or a push force. That is, you are in a place. You are in a church. We are all happy here. Suddenly, 
we, we don't find you. Yeah, you have been banished. Now, that way, so you see that the person has been removed, though. It's no more there. And you may think it is just somebody who is not there. But the Bible says upstairs, upstairs, that this is the case. I don't know if you, know, if you get the point I'm making. Yes. It's explaining a case. That is, somebody who cannot stay in one place. There is a curse on you. Banished from lighthouse. Then you go to central. One year, two years. Then you move to action. The next time you see you are a branch pastor in action. Then after four years, you are not there. You are with uh, Christ Apostolic. Then eventually, you start your own church. After three years, the church collapses. It's like the inability to remain in one place. That, like you are banished from places. This is the case. Anybody who is a thief should be very careful. Somebody employs you and makes the mistake of leaving the room, the office with you. One is not there. You look left and right, left and right. And you put the bottom drawer. And you remove some money. Open your zip and put it inside your underwear. So when you are walking, you are walking like that. <laughs> Beware those of you who still beloveds. Yes. You dispossess somebody of his beloved. Yes. Because she's not as beautiful as you. Look at her face and look at your face. So you use your face. Or you wear a dress with a plunging neckline. Yes. A neckline that takes a dip. Shows. A, a little, a little, put some creams on it. And then you add a chain, golden chain, with a cross with Jesus on it. And you put Jesus inside and you are squeezing Jesus. Oh, what a convention. And when the man sees it, he can't stand. You cannot stand. You are cursed. Ask yourself what you have. How did you get it? The money you got, you used to buy the car. The job. How did you get your job? How did you get the beloved? Your husband who married you. How did you get him? Was he not originally your friend's beloved? Yes. Like Prince Charles. How did he get Princess Diana? It's an important question. Because Princess Diana was not the original woman. It was her sister that Charles was looking 
to marry. He would visit the sister in the house. Before we knew it, they had, they had changed and now Then you begin a life. What everybody is seeing, wow, wow. There's no wow in your heart. Yeah. As we are we close from church, as we are driving, say, wow, what a car. Wow, five-wheel drive. <laughs> what a five-wheel drive. <laughs> what a helicopter on the road. But you know that there's no peace in your heart. Because you are constantly being harassed. Constantly being harassed. The next cause of a curse is the curse on lying and swearing. I swear. Me. I swear. Me. Her. Her. Lying. You take the Bible and you swear in court. You are making a deposition and you hold the Bible and you swear. That's why they say that even this type of parliamentary vetting and so on. So recently somebody suggested that they should throw away the Bible and throw away the Quran and bring Antoine Yama type of calabash. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think so they should still use the Bible and they should still lie they should still lie yeah. something will chase you later on and if you escape it it's your children people don't think far they don't think far are you here? we are closing lying and swearing Zechariah 5.3 This is the curse that goeth forth over the face. Then verse 4 Him that sweareth falsely by my name. The next curse we are going to neutralize but know that these are the ways curses come. Armed robbers are cursed. It's not, I'm not talking about like there is pain in my heart. Oh. No, I'm not talking about there is pain in my heart, so I'm cursing them. Job 24, verse 14. The murderer rising with the light. With a touch light. Kill it, the poor and needy. And in the night is as a thief. Killing to seal. Verse 15. The eye also of the adulterer waited for the twilight. Saying, no eye shall see me. And this guy set his face. He wears dark glasses. 16. In the dark, they, this is armed robbery. They dig through houses 
which they had marked for themselves in the daytime. <laughs> Clap your hands on the Bible. <laughs> it's the Bible. You didn't know these things existed. It's the Bible. During the day, they are walking around marking the houses. They will throw a kufur gallon in front of the house. So in the night, anybody who sees a kufur gallon in front, that is the house. Yeah. Or they go and hang a green shirt on the wall. You think it's a wind that blew it onto your wall. Mark, daytime marking and nighttime robbery. They know not the light. 17. For the morning is to them even as the shadow of death. If one knows them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. Verse 18. He is swift as the waters. Their portion, what is their part? Their portion in life is Ruma Katabaya. I'm going to pray for thieves tonight. But I will, the call will be for thieves and those who are looking for a job. So you can join. <laughs> <laughs> I will make a call. You are here. Not just anybody. Some of you, you do, it's not a job you need. It's common sense you need. But you've been to school, you've done master's, first degree. You are at home. There's no job you apply. You know, it's not happening. I'll pray for you tonight. It's a case. But as you are coming, I'll also ask, if you know you are a thief, join them. So when I'm praying for you, you should step on my foot. If you are a thief, you step on my foot. Tonight I'm going to deliver people From the curse of stealing But I won't know you Because I'm not a prophet I don't know who is a thief So when I come to you Knowing, thinking I'm praying for People with uh, unemployment As I'm praying Then you are the one Who must press my foot It's, it's quite a number. So I'm just one more. Just one more. Then we shall close. We shall have. The next one, the last one I'm giving today, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a lot. And uh, see, each time we have the sporadic encounters, I'll read some of this. So now, I'll, I'll read it again. You must know. Again, oh, yes. Because some of you, even if you are arrested, you still steal. I mean, you are a thief in your DNA. So I'll be preaching it more and more and more and more. Because a curse controls your life. It places you in constant darkness. Constant harassment. Constant doom. Nothing works. Perpetually nothing works. The last one I'm giving you tonight is the curse on non-titus. Yes. People who do not pay tithes. 
is, it is not seen by God lightly. No matter the scriptures you are using. Who is it? And I was listening to somebody say, Jesus Christ did not talk about tithes. See, people don't read, they don't have their quiet time on. Then they get a microphone in a radio station. Jesus didn't talk about tithes. Hey. Hmm. Did you say Jesus didn't preach about tithes? Malachi chapter 3. Will a man rob God? Verse 8. Yet you have robbed me. So this actually ends it. Once robbery comes in, there's a curse on you. Listen, 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 listen. Anybody sitting here tonight, wherever, outside, upstairs, down, wherever, outside, left, up the back. If there is something in your life that is stolen, tonight is a night of repentance and returning. Anything you did not acquire because I'm informing you that for as long as that thing is around you, and in your life, you are, you are holding an accursed thing. Forcefully taking something from someone. And when I say force, it's not just application of physical force. Sometimes you can use emotional force. You cry and cry until the man says, okay, I'll marry you. Then you start smiling. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. What? But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes. Tithes. And offerings. When you don't give offerings in church, you are a robber. Because, yes, offerings is like the money you pay for services rendered. You come to church, you sit down. I mean, look at the song the choir sang. You enjoy the song. As they are singing, you are tapping your right foot. When they... When the offering bag is coming, you say it should pass. <laughs> you have come to steal happiness. You are in a convention like this. Am I not preaching powerfully? You are sitting here. You are listening. You are, you, you are being delivered. We say give an offering that you start reading your Bible. You are a thief. You have come to steal anointing. <laughs> yes. The anointing I'm carrying, you have come to steal it. In tithes and offerings. Verse 9. 
one, everybody, one, go. Ye are cursed. With a curse. Saskatchewan. A curse. Yeah. Normally, I don't know why the emphasis is always on the tithe. Is there anybody here who wants to be free? You want to be free from a curse? Listen carefully. Tonight, I am emphasizing the tithe, but I'm also announcing that this category is not just tithes, offerings. Yes. In Zimbabwe, we say offerings. Yes. That when we say take out an offering, you must take something out. Anointing, even what bores me is those who cry during praise and worship, like worship time. They are so moved, they cry, they weep. When the offering bag is coming, they say it should pass. <laughs> you have come to cry in the church. <laughs> oh, that's right. Be magnified. Oh Lord, yes, we are. You are holy, yes, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. And there is nothing you can do, nothing, Lord. Oh Lord, my eyes are... Then we are bringing the offering back. When it comes, you wipe your face. I say, I pass. That is why in the Old Testament it said, you don't even approach a prophet without something in your hand. You are not allowed. Is that a good policy? No, but I mean, seriously, listen. When you are coming to church, eh? church, see, um, see, I can't say, Ash, maybe let me just titillate you a little with, oh yes, I, I, will, I, will, I will excite you, small one. It's not, the, if I, it, it's not even on my mind. There's a chapter in this book called The Wonders of a Curse. The Wonders. How wonderful a curse is. You will not believe it that the offerings you don't give in the church is actually what is causing the problem in your house. Why do you think I'm listing these things? So you don't do them. You don't dishonor your father. You don't dishonor your mother. You don't, you don't steal. You don't commit armed robbery. You pay tithes. Because a curse, eh, it, when it is on you, like a blessing. A curse, a curse is the opposite of a blessing. A blessing eh, doesn't understand university degree. No, 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 no. A blessing doesn't understand no education. A blessing doesn't know that I'm not beautiful. No, a blessing doesn't know that it's like um, I don't have a passport. A blessing doesn't know a Ghanaian. 
a curse doesn't know a Ghanaian. Even things that white people do. When you are cursed as a Ghanaian, you will do it. It is when you watch this type of sky news. That every day, you see, somebody has been murdered. This is Shropmanshire and Bonnemouth. And here, this leads. Uh, somebody has gone to bury a body. Somebody has gone to cut the head. Yesterday or this morning, a Ghanaian killed somebody in Germany. Ghanaian. Refugee. Ghanaian. I mean, this is white style. When you are cursed, it's not like you are, you are a Nigerian or you are a Guinean. A curse doesn't know that you have been to university or you speak good English. A curse doesn't know you that like you are beautiful or you are ugly. Those things are, are below the powers of blessings and curses. A curse doesn't know that, oh, it's like, uh, um, uh, I, 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 like the girl. The mother said, the mother, she said, I have determined it already. I paid your school fees. You got second class upper. But as a mother, with the authority I have, I am overruling your degree to make a determination that you will sell beans. You will sell beans. And this is sell beans. Yes! Be very careful. Make sure you live your life, Sister Jay, giving your father a good feeling. Say feelings. Yes. When, he, when your father sees you, he must have feelings. He said, bring me venison. It's after I have eaten, not before. It's not that when I see the venison. When I eat it, it will do something to me. And I will start speaking. And the words of that blind man, Isaac, are so active, active, super active. Don't do it. Give offerings. If all you can give is 50 pesos, according to your level of poverty, give it. In the Old Testament, when they were going to the temple, everybody brought something. The rich will bring a ram, a, a whatever. A, I mean, based on your level of poverty, the poor, white poverty, they were asked to bring turtle doves, pigeons. You can buy a goat. You can buy a ram. But you must bring something. Yes. So, will a man rob God? You have robbed me. Do you know the anointing I'm using to preach tonight? You don't have any idea. It's like a machine inside my stomach. You are sitting here listening to me. We, 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 we bring the offering back. Then you wipe your tears and you say, the offering back should pass. And what boss me is those people also, like, they fall. Everything, they are falling. They don't give offerings, but they fall. <laughs> you see that? When the offering bag is coming, pass on. Pass over. Pass over anointing. Wherein, Reverend Michael, wherein have we robbed you? Where? How? The answer was there. You know, sometimes there are a lot of questions without answers. Who was it who sang that song? More questions than answers. Eh? 
Jimmy Cliff, yes. There are more questions than answers. There are more questions than answers. In life, there are few things which have got answers. So when there's a mystery and you happen to get an answer, don't joke with the answer. Because you can be cursed and not know what is causing the curse. But once in a while, you get the answer. In tides, it would have been better if you had not come for the service. I'm saying to you, I can tell that you've got 50 years ahead of you. 60 years ahead of you. Try, pastor, try. When I come to church, have an offering. There are even some churches I like. They, they give envelopes. There are envelopes behind the chair. Yeah. Prepared. You come, offering. I mean, you, you cannot come to God empty-handed. The loss Moses gave, do not allow that. You cannot. It's not, it's not. You can't. Everybody must find something. Be very careful. You may think you lost the job because you didn't perform well. People in the office are, they are worse non-performers. It's not, it's not, it's not performance. Offerings you don't give in church. Am I preaching at all? Am I preaching? Be very careful. You go for a bustle meeting, try get some one Ghana or some 50 something. Give. Let me just give you extra. Just, just, it's a lot. But let me just, just, I mean, when you pay for something, you even ask for them to swore. Yeah. It's called what? Jara. One, just one more. A curse on disobedient people. Be very careful. When you are disobedient, you invite a curse upon your life. Deuteronomy 28 verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, To observe, to do all the commandments. To do. If you are not going to observe to do. That all these curses. Those of you who sit in church. Let me tell you. You can be liberated. You can be liberated. From every cause. There is no difficulty you are in. I'll come there the next time we do. Talk about the wisdom. It's a type of wisdom. When you have it, Charlie, every problem, you overcome it. I'll, I will read it to you, but the convention is over now. Yeah. Be very careful. You sit in the church. You give announcements. Reverend Asso, Mount said, we are having a convention. We are having a convention on Monday. We are having a convention on Tuesday. Oh. These pastors, they just, you see, it's like, because they are full-time pastors, they don't even respect those of us who work in the bank. I mean, you, you, just, you just get up 
and you, you, you schedule a convention any day. Any day. It's Tuesday. I mean, Monday. Since when did we start having such things on Monday? Oh, yeah, let's go. Oh, really? Uh, so, you won't come on Monday. All right, that's fine. So, Elsie comes, Francisca comes, Peter comes, and George comes. You don't come, Alice. You're in the house because it's like you have even insulted us. Okay. Because what should happen on Monday? You need to rest. Not so. Fine. So, you have removed the hand of God. Then he will show you that you are capable of leaving your house on Monday evening. He will help you to go out. But this time, your going out will not be to a church building, but it will be either to a police station or to a hospital. As you are going, because you are not intelligent, you will not link the two. I told you the story of that rich man an American, it's, it's a true story. He was a rich man. He was on a board of a church, a church's board. And the pastor brought a vision that we must expand the church or build something about the church. Everybody said, oh, I think it's a good idea. Then the, the main financier said, no, this is not a good idea. This is nonsense. It's no time. When her guy says that, you are saying it's no time that the house of God should be roofed. When your house has a ceiling, you say it's not time. It's not time for the church to grow. But you want your business to grow. It's not time for the church to be nice. But you are beautifying your, ha- your house. The, that rich man damned the idea. The pastor closed his file and left the room. He killed the idea. Not knowing that he, the rich man, who owned his house or houses, was building another house on a hill. You, you want your house to be built and the church not to be built. I'm talking about people in the church who resist the will of God. It's the will of God that all of us, I mean, look, all of us, everybody sitting here in this church, if you were a real Christian, really a real Christian, even there, there should be three members in your church who are in the church because of you. Because the Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. He has saved us so we can save. It's like now, it's like shepherds and pastors are the fundamentalists and the radical guys. And so, but anybody who met God went and called somebody. Even the lepers. The lepers at the gate, Syrian gate, who said, if we die, we die. When they went and they saw food in the enemy's camp, God had amplified the steps of these lepers. The enemies heard a different sound and they scattered. When they went, is it, is, it, is it wine? Is it gold? Is it chicken? As they were eating, one of them made a comment that we don't do well. We do not well. That there are some people who don't, or, or, or you are not blessed in the church you are in. Yes. So if you are in a place of blessedness and you cannot share it with somebody who is not there, to encourage the person to come, you do not well. Philip went and called Nathaniel. Andrew went and called Peter. 
Who have you called? Resistance. All these things. Is there? Deuteronomy 28. If you will not hearken, verse 15, unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do the commandments and statutes which I command this day, all these curses, the curse on disobedience is horrific. Even if I don't lay my hands on you tonight, the advice I'm giving you should be enough. Try not to be a difficult member of a church. Your pastor must not identify you as a source of resistance. Like in Spain, they've got the Basque Resistance Party. So a country is about a section of people who resist the authority from Madrid. Resistance. Rebels. Don't join the rebels. They are cursed people. Don't join them. Don't join them. And tonight, I want to end by taking you back to one of the ways you can neutralize a case. Shabaka. I began yesterday. I'm continuing from there. I'm not adding a new thing. Yes. Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. Yes. And by a prophet... The Lord brought Israel out of the accursed life of bondage. Always. Listen to this carefully. I'm ending. A prophet. Whatever situation you are in, family situation, personal crisis, God will use a prophet to bring you out of that place. And he will also use a prophet to preserve you. Very, very important. I want to, at this time, ask everybody here who has podcast to listen to this podcast. Oil for light. Oil for light. Bishop Dagwood Mills, of course. Go to Dagwood Mills and listen. It is a part of this message. Oil for light. It will explain a few things to you. Because by the time this year ends, every difficulty hindering your advancement will be crushed in the name of Jesus. Do you believe it? Every curse hovering over your life as, a, as an helicopter will be brought down in the name of Jesus. Oil for light. Listen to it. You need to have respect for your prophet. I told somebody today, I said, people are destroyed, devastated because, you see, you may not know, you see, a lot of the things which are common, you know, recently, God gave me a revelation that the things we see around, which are very common, are actually very complex they are very difficult to happen. But because God does a lot of it, you may think it is normal. 
And the example the Holy Spirit gave me, I, was, I don't know where I was teaching, somewhere, either here or where, you know. One of them is walking. Walking. It's very common also. When we share the grace, we are all walking to our cars, walking home. Some of you have walked, uh, even your shoe, the under has, the, the angle, instead of being 180 degrees, it's now 47.2. You were not born as a bow-legged person, but your legs have assumed a bow-legged configuration because of your shoes. Walking. But it's so common. It's so common. It's so common. But you do not know what it takes for you to walk. Yeah. Till something happens to a nerve. Yes. This church, I have crawled into this church before. I couldn't walk. Weekday, it was just like this. No, it was a Wednesday. Those days, we had our service on Wednesday. Yeah. I came and parked my white car here. White. Here. And I crawled at 4.30 or 4.40. I made sure there was nobody here to see me. And I crawled. Literally on all fours. To come to my chair. Plastic chair here. I sat there with my Bible. Waiting for my congregation to come. I, could ha- I couldn't walk. But I knew I was supposed to preach. During the praise and worship, I stood up. I'm sure the worship leader thought that I was moved by the song, but I was arranging myself. Yes. I'm saying that walking, eh? God can pull a string on your back. You, you go on all fours. Fall. That day, I didn't take first offering. The choir didn't sing. As soon as I stood up like this, I moved forward a little, tried and turned myself like this. As soon as I sugared myself, I said, turn your Bible to, ah, will you take offering? No, I've dashed the offerings. <laughs> because if I sit down to stand up, it would be a problem. A lot of the things that are common in your life, you don't have any idea. What it has taken God, like the prodigal son, he had no idea what the father had been through to build the house for him. Some of you have taken a very simplistic view of life and you will be punished again. A punishment is waiting for you. Yeah. When God sent you a prophet, I sat with a gentleman. I said, I'm, I'm, you are See, people don't fear. That's how I, I know that people are even unbelievers. Yes. I have a meeting. In the meeting, I get up and I let you sit on my chair. Yes. Oh, there are many chairs in the room. I said, no. Sit here to remember that you sat on my chair. It still doesn't, doesn't register. Doesn't, doesn't register. You can never come out of any situation without a prophet. You cannot. The unbelievers, you, you think don't go to church, have got other quote-unquote prophets ministering to them. 
But because you are very, very unintelligent, you cannot even analyze. They pray for them, they visit them, do incantations. But on Monday or Sunday, you see them playing golf on Sunday. You see them at Goyle. Goyle. Eating omutuo with mortar guineas. When we are in church, but don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. They have it. MDs, CEOs, they may not go to church. They may appear to be antichrist, but you don't have any idea. The beats. This is the church. This is the church. I, I, this is the church. A member here brought me a picture. She said, I want a lady. She said, I want to show you something. For you to understand what I'm saying. She, she, she began to feel that I, I, I wasn't grasping the nature of her problem. She took her phone. This is about four years ago or three. And she went to the pictures and scrolled. What should I see? Somebody was sleeping, naked. A naked body. She showed me in church here. Naked body with beads. Wearing beads. I said, but why are you showing me your picture? She said, this is not me. Why should I come and show you my, 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 my This is my husband. Green, red, yellow, black. So it's, like, it's like either it's a, it's a Ghanaian malam or a Rastafarian malam. The husband was sleeping and she took a picture. People walking about, eh, you may think they are not under any covering. So when God brings you to the church and you feel that, like, for, for you, church is just sitting down, hearing a sermon, giving an offering, and going home. You do not understand that you need not a preacher. You need a prophet. And we are here. Your shepherd is a prophet to you. The branch pastor is your prophet. If Reverend Michael stands here, it's heaven, heaven will answer. He's your prophet. He's your prophet. And all of us, as the children of one father, we have one great prophet, Bishop Dagwood Mill. He's our prophet that we honor. Yes. A lady on Sunday shared a testimony. I hope it's on podcast. I have to listen to it. They didn't put it on it. It won't be easy for them. That Sunday, she said she slept and had a dream. In the dream, Bishop came to her and told her that anytime she's in a problem and a crisis, she must call his name, Bishop's name. Any problem, call my name. Any difficulty, call my name. Said, mm, what type of dreaming? So she woke up. A few days later, her husband, in the morning, around 9 a.m., whatever, the husband called her and said, his car has been stolen. So what? Because most cars which are stolen are never found. Yeah. Most cars are never found. Few are found. She, she said, no. I had this dream some days ago. So she went to her nail and said, God, I am a daughter of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Said, Bishop Dagwood Mills, I'm mentioning your name to say that my, you see, God told Moses that you will be in the place of God for Aaron. That if Aaron wants to meet God, you, Moses, you are the one representing 
me in the, the life of Aaron. Yes. In the place of God, in the stead of God. She mentioned Bishop Dagwood Mills. They have st- stolen my husband's car. Bishop Dagwood Mills, they have stolen my husband's car. Bishop, they have stolen my husband's car. Because God gave her a dream, vivid dream. Within 20 minutes, the husband called back. He said, they have found the car somewhere. They have parked the car somewhere. By a prophet. They were preserved. Yesterday I told you, and I'm giving you one, that a prophet removes the curse on your water. Were you here? Yes. Your barren land by a prophet. They went and saw Elisha. He said, our water is polluted. He said, bring me a bowl and fetch me some salt. May a prophet have the direction for your life you need badly. You are traveling, you just get up and board the plane. You will look for your pastor to say a prayer for you. You've seen a girl you want to propose. You won't see the pastor and say, oh, I have seen mafia. No. You go and propose. When you finish proposing, then you bring the girl to the pastor and say, I present unto thee my future bride. Okay, I will also say, fine. God bless you. It's only a few people that I feel, like even I, I dedicate cars. Every car I dedicate, I drive it. I go around to check the car. And I told the brother, who had the car yesterday? I said, your car, I don't like it. But you have paid for it. But start saving because you buy another car. It's not a good car. It looks powerful, but it's not a good car. It's going to get, waste your money. Yes. But he, 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 he told me he was going to buy a car. He said everything, but there were some details I didn't, you know. You don't just get up. You are going for an interview, you just go and sit there. Because that interview, you, you are supposed to be rejected. If the pastor had prayed for you, you would have lost that interview. You would have been rejected. But because he didn't pray for you, you got the job. Which is the beginning of your jail life. Jail. 15 years in jail is the beginning of that interview. That's why David, everything he wanted to do, you call a beata. Please bring the effort. Why do you live your life? A boy says he will marry you. So you also marry him. Oh. 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 That's why, that's one of the reasons why we serve God. He said, and ye shall serve the Lord thy God. And he shall bless thy bread. Exodus 23, 25. And he shall bless thy bread. It is not enough to have bread. It's also important that your bread is blessed. It's not enough to have water. It is important that your water is blessed. May a pastor in your life, I said, may your pastor, may his word sanitize your water. May his word cleanse your bread. It's not enough to own a house. The house must be blessed. It's not enough. It's not enough for a man to to show interest in you. That relationship needs a pastor's involvement. The Bible says, a 
threefold cord is not easily broken. You and the man, plus your pastor, is a threefold cord. You go, he smooches you, proposes, you accept, set up a wedding date before you come and inform. Oh, Bishop, this is Alex. Alex, how are you? And as the bishop is sitting there, I can see that this man is a fool. But he can't say it. This is a fool sitting there. Because the way of a man is not in himself. Anything you have done without your pastor's involvement, which appears to work, was the mercy of God for your life. A prayer by your pastor, a word, a warning will preserve you by a prophet. Why they preserve? There is a curse on your family, in your family, that if you draw close to your pastor, you will escape it. You will be different in the family. Yes. Number two, I gave you number one. Yes. You should be born again. Yeah, when you are born again, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. I'll talk about it later on. Then number two is that your prophet cleanses the pollution of your water. Without that prophet, you will drink poisoned water and die. By a prophet, you are delivered from the curse of ridicule and insults and scorn. The people who are supposed to laugh at you, they will not get to laugh at you because of a pastor in your life. What you may not know is that there are people who are waiting to laugh at you. And they are laughing at you already. But because of a pastor in your life, that, that mockery will be reversed. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 23. You cannot encounter a prophet and have mockery around. A prophet's presence in your life is incompatible with mockery. And he went up from thence unto Bethel. As he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him. You cannot mock a prophet. Neither can you mock somebody who has a prophet in her life. They mocked him. And they said to him, go up, bald man, pastor without hair. If you are a real man of God, where is your hair? Bald man, when there is a pastor in your life, you cannot experience mockery. So he turned in verse 24. He turned back. And looked on them and cursed. He cursed them. Suddenly, from nowhere, there appeared two bears. And they tore 42 children up. Not every disaster is natural. You have stirred up a power. You are mocking a pastor. 
You are mocking somebody I am praying for. You are mocking somebody I am advising. It is in your own interest not to mock a prophet. Hey! Even if you are tempted, eh, keep it in your throat. Because there are many things in your throat you don't bring out. Add that mockery also into your throat. Even if you have a reason. Yes. Don't laugh at your pastor. Stop it. You hear any bad news about the pastor? Just say, I want to go and urinate. Go to the toilet by force. Just lock the door and just sit there. And just be there. People, they short stay and long stay. Take it that you are a long stay person. And let them finish the discussion and then you come out of the toilet. As you are coming, you are buckling your whatever. Don't sit there. Remove yourself. When there is a prophet, there's no mockery. That is why God came to Miriam and Aaron and said, what, what, I mean, what are you doing? And they, they answered God that this Moses went to marry an Ethiopian woman. Is it, is it your, is it, is it, what about it? In Nigeria, we say, which one is your own? Which one is your own? He has gone to marry a woman that the law says a pastor must not marry. So, and so what? Which one of it is your own? Which is, which is your own? That's why David said, I do not exercise myself in matters that are too high. It's too much for me. You cannot mock somebody who is struggling. Like you hear, I'm struggling about something. And you make a comment about my struggle. You've ended your life. Under your life, it would have been better you had not stepped into the ministry. You've ended your life. Your rise has been given up. No matter how many years you'll be on it. Some of us are working with blessings. I don't know of a pastor in Lighthouse who doesn't stay in his church more than me. A pastor, a person grown up who calls himself a pastor, but he doesn't stay in his church. If you find one, come and tell me. I look at it because it's not preaching, it's not by having reviews, it's not reviewing every shepherd one by one by one. You can do it, but the real reason why there's a blessing is a reason you may not know. It's a blessing. That's why I said Isaiah 65 and verse 8. As the wine is found in the cluster, so saith one, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. When there's a blessing on your life, you cannot be destroyed. You cannot destroy something with a blessing. You can't destroy somebody whose mother has blessed him. You can't laugh at him. You are, you are touching something you must not touch. Two bears from nowhere 
42, I mean, Ebe, I mean, 42 children. How? But they make sure every child, I mean, normal, as, like, as you are eating even two, three should be running away. They manage to eat all of them up. How many bears? Two. Two bears. I mean, as they are eating one, they, three cannot run. You cannot escape. No matter your speed. Because a curse is faster than a bullet. I told you I would just bless you with. You know, I think plenty. Even this point about the prophet, there are about 15 points. So I, I just give you one one. It's like biscuit. Just put it on your mouth. Eat it. Say, ah, chew. One one. Listen to okay. When there's a prophet, one of the reasons why you, you need to be, to have your pastor's involvement, forget about the title prophet or bishop or reverend. Be, be, be close to his wisdom. It will remove mockery from your life. Because it cannot be that your, a pastor can be mocked. Aaron tried to mock Moses. It was not easy. Even if he has done the wrong thing, leave him to God. Let me give you just two wonders of a case. Are you, are you enjoying the salad? Like as I move back and forth and they just step back again. Two wonders of a curse. This one is salad. So if you have not even eaten salad before, this is your first salad before you eat the, the real salad. Yes. Yes. Why is a curse wonderful? Number one, I've mentioned it already. A curse creates an unmistakable picture. It's wonderful. Whether you are in Haiti or you are in Commander, when there's a curse on you, like wherever you go in this world, where black people stay, which is something I'm going to talk about later on, If after this you fail to see patterns, you know, the Lord is telling me His power is going to be released in this room right now. When we stand up, a certain rain will fall here. Yes. I'm going to pray for those who can't find jobs and then thieves must join. I'm not joking. When I make the altar call, you are a thief. You are an armed robber. Join them. A curse paints a picture. The picture of the black man is the same. Whether he's from South Side Chicago. Look. I went to Dunkwa on Offin. Is, is it from some, some name be beyond beyond Dunkwa on Offin? No, it's not. There's another place. Some I've forgotten the name. Some village beyond Dunkwa on Offin. 
We met a white man there, a missionary with his wife, American. Village, oh, not this Accra, village. One, one day took us, when we got to the place, we knew that some, a, a type of person lives here. He hasn't, he hasn't built a story building with glass and lights and so on. No. Just the neatness of the house. You pass by zingle. You pass by urine. You pass by litter. You pass by rubbish. Then you suddenly come to a place that, as you are entering, there's, there's a hedge and a lawn, a grass lawn in front. Beautiful. Because a white man in Dunkwa on Offing, and a white man in Southampton and a white man in America, Colorado are the same because it's a picture. That's what the people who make Renault, white people, when you go to London, they'll make Vauxhall. When you go to France, they'll make Citroën. When you go to Germany, they'll make a Mercedes Benz. It's a picture. Those who don't make anything to, when you go, you see that all of them, it's a picture. All, all poor countries in Africa emphasize on farming. Agriculture. When you hear them speaking, you see that because in South Africa they farm, in America they farm, but it is not their mainstay. They make iPads. It's a picture. When I entered the place, I realized that no, a different person is here. When you are cursed. You see, sometimes, like if you go to see where blacks stay in America or Haiti or wherever, everywhere, Australian black aborigines, wherever they're dispersed, it is as if they met and had a meeting. That this is, this, this is how we must be. But they have never met. But they are linked by one common picture. We will never from today look at your life and see a picture of somebody who is cursed. We will never look at you and remember a cursed person. Anything on your life that gives a picture, that gives a pattern of a curse. Tonight in this room, it is removed in the name of Jesus. A curse produces an unmistakable picture. Your life will not look like a cursed person's life. I, I, I'm saying that, I, I, I'm saying that, so sometimes, when you see someone and the person speaks, so, this guy is, is a gun. That's the way guns speak. That's the way fantasy speak. English, I mean, English. That's the way always speak English. That's the way Dagates speak English. When the person is speaking, so, this is like, th- th- this guy must be a Dagate. And when you check also, he's, he's, he's from there. So this person is an away. When you ask the name, she's MFA. Because it's a picture. It is, see, the word is unmistakable. And tonight, in this room, when we start praying, anything that has attached itself to your life, failure, devastation, pain, confusion, that gives the picture of a cursed person is removed from you. Number two, the wonders. A curse, one of the wonderful things about a curse is that a curse 
is made up of brief words and brief statements. Watch out for brief words. Short statements. You will sell beans. You will sell beans. Four words. These four words over ten, four years of university education. You will sell beans. Yes. The wind is against you. Five words. You will never find in the Bible a curse made up of a paragraph. A servant of servants. That's all. It places a picture. Let me just give you one more and close. A curse is, is a wonder because it is always fulfilled no matter how long it takes. No matter how long it takes. There's a story I, I, I didn't find necessary to talk about. But I'm, I'm telling you that story. Be very careful. I've told this story recently in church. But some of you didn't hear it. One pastor went to another senior pastor's house. And as they were chatting, you see, what, what, what is the point? The wonder of a curse is what? It will come to pass. No matter how long. That is why the, re- the fact that you are married with three children does not mean. Yesterday, I removed curses from here. Some of the people who came to stand here did not need to come here. Maybe it's because of some three or four people. I removed a curse. The fact that you drive a four-wheel drive doesn't mean that there's, a, there's, there's no curse on you. When the curse is pronounced, it will come to pass. Watch out. Be careful. When this pastor asks the senior pastor, where is Pastor Yao? Then the, the senior pastor got angry. They were having a nice chat. When he heard the name of Pastor Yao, he said, Pastor Yao, the wind is against him. Five words. You know, I never knew this. And this pastor who said it, I don't even know how he came by such a phrase. Because it is, it is not an ordinary phrase. You see, if you play golf, you will understand. When we say, you, you, you are playing against the wind. Or the effect of the wind. The direction. So sometimes, they'll just lift up, they just, you know, some, some, some leaves to see. So it, it, it will guide the swing. Because woe unto you if your ball is in the air and the wind is against the ball. You've played a good shot, but it is over the bar, out of bounds. Obi. Some of you, your life has become Obi. Even though your t shirt was a good t shirt, as it's in the air, you are watching it. It's like it is dancing. Like Indian dancing. <laughs> because there is something called a wind. So oh, why? He said, Pastor Yao, this is why he used to lie. He used to lie here and pray in the night, all night. I fed him here. 
I prayed for him here. He was my boy. I held his hand to passport office. Got him a passport. Took him to the embassy. Got him an, uh, 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 got him an embassy. What did, they, what did they get from embassies? Visa. Visa. The, the, the Germans would say Visa. He went out to be my branch pastor in a country. When he began to prosper, he sent a message that I have not done anything for him. The wind is against him. Ah, so the pastor was surprised at the, the, the level of anger and so on. So, well, so they went on to chat about other things, ministry, church. Later on in life, this pastor traveled to the country where the person was, let's say Spain. He went into a shopping mall. And who should he see? The wind is against him. With his wife. Wife, please stand by me. Yes. Remove your... Two children, follow us. Go behind us. Children. Who should he see? The wind is against him. With his wife. They had gone to shop. Quaker Oats. Witterbex, frying pan, and they were pushing their trolley and the children. Hi, honey. How is it? Ah, so the pastor saw it. Ah, is this not the man that the wind is against him? It's like it's almost like what his senior pastor said. It's not. It's like it's, there's no power in it. Cause do you know what it takes to go to a shopping mall? Do you know Witterbex? Do you know conflicts? Do you know frying pan? Hi, honey. Oh, it's beautiful. Then the children jumping up and down. Be moving around. They'll be playing. Be playing, yes. Hey, Stella, stop, stop fighting. Let's go. These children. Hey, just stop it. Stop it. Hey, behave yourself. Oh. Ah. Let's go. Then as we are going, one loaf of bread will fall. It's like romance. Romance. Ah. Stop it. Ah! It's almost like, you see, one of the wonderful things about a curse is that it will happen. You see, when your family is cursed with breast cancer, it's not that when you are 17 years, you have cancer in your breast. No. It is at an appointed time. The pastor was surprised. How? Your, the, this guy, his father has cursed him. Meanwhile, he's happy. But what he didn't know was that tonight, eh, I'm changing the timetable of your life. I will change the schedule of your life. Receive an escape route from a demonic timetable in the name of Jesus. Pastor, suddenly, one day, 
the head that the marriage was spoiled. The woman, a wind, a wind had blown the woman out of the house. So it's just left with daddy and children. All right. It's the wind. Suddenly, another wind came and scattered the children. One went this way, one went this way. Scattered. It was left with the man. Remember, he was in a foreign country. He had even managed to get the passport of that country. So wife is there, daughter is there, son is there. Scattered. Wind. A wind. Then another wind came and blew the passport from the man's hand. His status was revoked. He left the country. Left the church. So wife is here. One child here. The man is here. The man went, left the country, went to another church. He was there for two years. The wind blew. Wind and wind and wind till the family became like zero. Why? Because no matter how long it takes, a curse is for an appointed time. It shall, it shall surely come. That is why tonight there is grace here. There is mercy here. The, the message I've preached alone has cleansed your life and, and everybody make sure you get the message in your, in your bag. Because words that have been spoken against you tonight, we are going to invoke the power of the failed harvest. We are going to believe God that Father, there are not every seed that is sown grows. Some seeds don't grow. Anything I have done, which is a bad seed, Father, send your mercy and give me a way, an exit, escape plan. Otherwise, 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 that curse will dominate your life. But there's healing here tonight. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.